reading from John 1, 1 to 14, from the NIV version. The Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was the world, and through the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become his children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh, and his dwelling amongst us. He has seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of God. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. David Miller, would you kindly put the nave lights on, please, just to keep the congregation awake, just in case I take them to sleep before midnight, which could very easily happen. John chapter 1, verse 1. It's a wonderful gospel, wonderful book here, and you hear about Jesus in so many different ways. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the life. He's all those things, and he was there from the beginning. As we celebrate Christmas and rejoice and enjoy precious time with loved ones, or maybe long to enjoy precious time with loved ones, because for whatever reason, they might not be there. I'd like us to remind us of some of the truths in here about Christmas. You will see on the seats, either the ones that you're sitting on or the ones around you, why Christmas booklets or why Jesus booklets. And if I don't give you any present this Christmas, this is my gift to you. Take a little why Christmas or a why Jesus, have a read and maybe share it with somebody else. Christmas is a time to love and a time to share. It's a time to be kind and a time to care. A time to play 
and laugh about if you're able to. Maybe playing your favorite board games that only come out once a year at Christmas. I don't know which one yours is. Monopoly, anybody? Scrabble? Which are the others? Are there other board games other than those two? Risk? Cluedo? And many others. Perhaps you'll be playing some of those games tomorrow. There are two key words in here in the passage, and I've mentioned them, that Jesus is the light and he is the life. In John's writing, he goes straight to Jesus. In the other Gospels, you find in Luke and in Matthew, they start with the genealogy of Jesus, the story before he is born. But John goes straight to Jesus. In the beginning was the word. So if you forget anything, he's saying it's all about Jesus. Why Christmas? Jesus. Why Jesus? Well, read the booklet and find out why Jesus and why Christmas. Verse 12 says, Yet to all who believed in him, he gave the right to become children of God. Why Jesus? Why Christmas? That is why. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, so that whoever believes in him will be called a child of God. God came down, he came down in Jesus that we might understand and know him better. We ask, how can we know and understand God That's the point of Jesus, that he comes to enable us to understand who God is. God is the ultimate and perfect parent that we could ever, ever know. Maybe yours, like mine, fall short sometimes. I'm a parent myself, and I know I fall short almost every day. Yet God is that perfect parent who helps us know and understand what it means, what it looks like. Jesus himself, God, chose to come down, come into our world, into our space, so that we could be able to understand him, that he could make the gospel accessible. And that's why Jesus. It's why Christmas. God chose to leave his majesty in heaven and come and be born in a, you know the story better than I, a stable, a manger. Many of you perhaps will have acted that story or read it in places. And the point of that contrast is just to see God coming into our mess to join in with our everyday lives and situations, the ones that are closed behind doors that nobody sees. I dressed up in my Christmas best and so do you, but you don't see what's behind. Maybe the pain, the mess that's behind. Jesus sees it and he is interested in you and you and you and you and me that he chooses to come and join in our very mess so that through that he helps us to see and understand the love of God. See, God makes the first move. 
when Rachel and I got married back in 2008, I can still remember the preacher saying this. And I was sat somewhere at the front, and he points at me and says, Sam, remember to say sorry. Now, we've been married about 14 years, and it's never easy to say sorry because it's always Rachel who's got it wrong. Of course it's Rachel. It's always Rachel's fault, isn't it? Do you agree with me? No, says You're right, no. So who, who, makes, who takes the first step? Who makes the first move to say sorry? It's got to be Rachel, isn't it? Always. Well, she's not here. No, says that preacher to me, Sam. Always make the first move. You say sorry. And that's what God models. That's what Jesus does. That he takes that step. Because to get close to each other, you both move. A bit like magnets, isn't it? They, they kind of move. It's not just one taking that step. It's both of them. And so he expects you to make a move towards him. But he takes the first move. And that's what he does in the Christmas stories. And he comes down first. That then, when you pick up your why Christmas or why Jesus, you can read him inviting you also to take that step. There was a John Lewis Christmas advert. Have you, are you into the Christmas ads? Sometimes. There was one that I liked, and it was something that used the line that some gifts are more than just gifts. Some gifts are much more than just gifts. I don't know what your favorite gift is, the one that's on your wish list, the one that you might be opening tomorrow if you've not already opened it. Whichever one that is, some gifts are more than just gifts. And the gift of God in Jesus is much more than just a gift. He is the essence of God's love for us, for the world. He is more than a baby in a manger. Much more. Much, much more. He is Christ, our Savior. Christ, our Savior, desiring to reconcile us back to God. That is the point of the story. He wants us to live life as God intended us to. What might that life look like? The prophet Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 61, gives us a little hint of what it might look like. Let me just turn there and read. You see, when Jesus steps out after he's baptized, he quotes from the prophet Isaiah himself. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to bring joy where there is pain, to bring beauty for ashes. That's what that life might look like 
could look like. The theme of Christmas this year at St. John's is comfort and joy. We all need a bit of joy, but we also need a lot of comfort. And that's what life looks like. It's continually highs and lows. Are you looking forward to the new year? Yes, I am. Will it be better than 2022? You hope so. Well, every year that comes, we hope will be better than the one before. But guaranteed, this side of life, there will always be highs and lows. It's just a given. So we need comfort and joy always, all the time. So friends, as we celebrate Christmas, let us remember that there is a God who desires to share Christmas with you. As you play that favorite board game tomorrow, curve that turkey or whatever it is that you're going to have. Or maybe as you sit on your own and long for your loved ones to be there with you. There are words here this lectern has. It says, God with us. That's the name of Jesus. He is Emmanuel, the God with us, who comes to rejoice with us and comes to bring comfort when we need it. I'm going to read a prayer from the Why Jesus or Why Christmas booklet. And if you'd like to make that prayer your own, please do join me. You can pray it quietly in your heart if you'd like to. Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for the things I have done wrong in my life. Please forgive me. I now turn from everything that I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer and you'd like to speak to somebody, please do speak to me at the end or even tomorrow. But I'm going to invite David to come and lead us in our prayers. As I pray, I'll pause a few times to say, God in your mercy, and please respond, hear our prayer. Let us pray. For a church family, the borough of Ealing, this city of London, this country of the United Kingdom, and the world beyond, that this Christmas, many will see the true light that came into the world and receive the incomparable gift of forgiveness of sin and peace with God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Where there is suffering through war, civil strife, political oppression, drought, floods, and other natural calamities, we pray for hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Where there is mourning, 
we pray for comfort. Where there is sickness, we pray for healing. Where there is despair, we pray for faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the King, for the leaders of all nations, and for all in authority, we pray for wisdom, compassion, and understanding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For church leadership, a vicar, a bishop, the unity of believers throughout the world, we pray for faithfulness, inquiring minds, and discerning hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. I end with these few words of encouragement for all of us as we receive Holy Communion and celebrate Christmas. In Christ alone, our hope is found. He is a light, our strength, and song. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness, this cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, and striving cease, our comforter, our all in all. Here in the love of Christ we stand. Amen. Thank you, David. And so we stand for the peace. And to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and his name is called the Prince of Peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's offer one another a sign of peace. Feel free to move around. <laughs> 